Blog Talk Radio. I was 
I, yeah, here, here, here we go again. You, you know, uh oh, uh oh. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, you know, um, yeah. there's a guy, there's a, uh, what do you call him? Like a, a, a Fox News. You know, we call him the, uh, the fake news network. Fox News, the rumor yeah. news, the conspiracy news network here in the United States. Uh, a guy named Tucker Collar. A guy named Excellent. Okay, okay. Thank you. A guy named Tucker Carlson spit it out. It's not that long of a day yet. I haven't had a drink yet. Um, a guy named Tucker Carlson has been known. He's like a, I don't know what you'd call He's an idiot. It's what he is. But anyway, um, okay. he, um, he came on and started talking about the confronting people who wear masks, literally confronting them. And we couldn't right. help. We here on the Andy Demanda Show, in, with our lovely production facilities here in Hollywood, in our Hollywood studios in California, couldn't help but take what he said and just, you know, we listened to it, scratched the head, and said, uh, what's up, Doc? And let's hear what he had to say on, <laughs> as, as how we recorded it on the Andy and Amanda show. Angry Biden voters will snort at you in judgment. How could you? They're saying from behind the gauze. How could you? That's the question we should be asking of them in return. The rest of us should be snorting at them first. They're the aggressors. It's our job to brush them back and restore the society we were born in. What I say is what I say. The next time you see someone in a mask on the sidewalk or on the bike path, do not hesitate. Ask politely but firmly. Ever put your life in another man's hands? Have already been harassed, physically assaulted, and killed in at least one case. Mind you, this host purports to be staunchly anti-harassment. At least he did when it came to Trump administration officials. This is deadly stuff. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. So that yeah. happened. That happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's about all that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing interesting, else. Interesting. Yeah. You know, in, in California, I'm delighted and pleased to say, after this dreadfully horrific, tragic year we've had, that in California, effective right now, According to yeah. CDC guidelines as well, they didn't just make this up. Um, we're no longer required to wear masks. No longer required to wear masks. Uh, <laughs> Andy, I don't know if you can um, hear me, my darling. I cannot hear you. It's gone completely silent. Um, and I'm trying to work out if I'm still on the air, talking to everybody. And you've vanished, or whether you're still on the air and you cannot hear me and nobody else can hear me. So this is very interesting at this point. Yes, folks, and here's where this show gets interesting. Uh, I want to let our podcast listeners know that we had some technical difficulties during the live broadcast of the of this episode of the Andy and Amanda show, and I got, lost my way. It kind of got kicked off somehow. It's an internet show, and we had some issues. I don't know what it was, but in fact, uh, I was talking. And Amanda was talking, and Amanda stayed online. I did not, but rejoined the show later, found my way back via calling in like a caller, and our number is 515-605-9888 for future live shows. But in the meantime, I want to let everybody up out there in podcast land know that we did some issues during the show and still continue to uh, to put together, uh, I guess, what is now a podcast of, of the Andy and Amanda show for Wednesday, April 28th, 2021. So if you're listening to the show, which you are now, obviously on a podcast, 
I just wanted to give you the heads up that we had some issues in the creation of the program when it was being broadcast live on internet radio. Soon to be commercial radio. We'll get there. We'll get there. All right, folks, thanks for listening. We really do appreciate you chiming into the show. And uh, without further ado, let's continue on today's podcast of the Andy Demanda Show. Okay, so uh, Andy's disappeared, and um, I'm with you guys, so it's just you guys and me. Hmm. Okay. How about I fill you in on a, a little bit of news that's going on here in the UK while uh, we wait for our wonderful co-host Andy Kimball to return to us, me, myself, and I, and you guys. Right, okay, so let me cover some things, okay? I was going to talk to Andy about this, that um, we've got all over the news about poor old India with all these uh, COVID deaths passing 200,000. That's just absolutely crazy. Bless them. That You know, you guys are in my heart right now with all of this, and obviously there's places in Europe that are suffering just as dramatically, but I mean, this is, this is crazy. 200,000, and uh, we're seeing pictures on uh, the news as well, showing how they're making these makeshift um, uh, funeral pyres um, for for the bodies, and that's just it's devastating and heartbreaking, and it really hurts to see it like that. It really, really does, and I feel for you guys. I hope this um, this res- is resolved soon, that you, you get all the help you need, and we get on top of this in India because this is getting out of control, right? I mean, the UK, luckily, um, has dropped in, in deaths and stuff and the statistics have gone down for that and we're all very grateful for that. I mean, they're talking about a possible um, third wave coming in the summer and uh, so we're all trying to prepare for that but uh, the UK's been ordering more vaccines as well. Um, 60 million more, I think it is, from Pfizer uh, as a booster job which they're planning, I think, for next autumn so we shall see how that goes. I'm just... Uh, Talking to my co-host. Let's see. He's asking if I hear him, guys. So let's respond to him. Let's tell him. No, dear Andy. One does not hear you. And looking forward to having you return to me safe and sound. Oh, that's a very tricky one. That's okay. a very delicate one. <laughs> Let's see if he replies, guys. The beauty of technology, right? Where uh, one of us drops and the other one has to keep going. Ah, oh, it's cool. We miss you, Andy. I don't know if you can hear me waffling on to you and the uh, audience here. But, um, yeah, so I wonder how you guys feel about this whole COVID situation, relaxing here in the UK. And um depends on where you're from, I guess. Are you from Europe or the UK or the US and other places like that? I'd be interested to know. You can email us at theandymanshow at gmail.com and uh, find out about that. Be good to hear from you. Oh, I hear music.
Hello. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, Gav. How are you? Very fine, thank you. Very fine, chap. I can't believe we had the difficulties on my end because it doesn't happen too much. It's usually on your end. And I apologize, folks, for uh, I, I hit a button here and the music started playing. And I heard Amanda was making, reciting the Gettysburg Address or something like that. You're a contemptible lowlife for talking this way about this country. And uh, <laughs> uh, I may have cut her off in the middle. I'm not quite sure. I call, uh, it was fun to be a caller on the show. I'm now a guest on the Andy Amanda Show. About to be oh, here. Yes, it all started way back when, when I was uh, uh, born, I guess you could say. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, great to be on your show, Amanda. Great, great, great. Oh, great thank you, darling. Visiting with you and, and your your audience around the world. And, uh, oh, uh, that's a pleasure having you. you. Pleasure. Oh, it's, it's great to be on. It's just. It's, it's, Anyway, folks, yes, we've had some technical issues on my end, it looks like. We'll try to sort them out, but in the meantime, Amanda, I know I so rudely interrupted you while you were doing the news, so uh, you can continue while I try to figure out what the fuck is going on in that damn studio. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no problem. Me and the audience are just chilling, you know. I was just uh, waffling mm -hmm. on, trying we're to fill in gaps. They also heard me talking to you on WhatsApp, so, uh, yeah. I what? was telling them, I was filling them in what I was writing to you, Andy. Um, you, so, yeah. you, you didn't write, you, you didn't read to them what I wrote you, did you? Oh, no, no. I, kept, I, I, I didn't think that was appropriate. <laughs> that was completely embarrassing. <laughs> completely, completely embarrassing. <laughs> Whew, uh, gracious. I wonder what their little minds are thinking right, right now. Sorry, not little minds, but beautiful minds. Is that better? Yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> you know, okay. um, yeah, well, you know, it was along the lines of... Uh, it was long lines of... Uh, the secret is, big deal. It takes three minutes, get him an orgasm. Then go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what he says. So. That's what he says, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong! <laughs> no. So anyway, uh, I'm sorry I... Um, I interrupted your uh, your broadcast of no. today's news and what's going on in the world. So I, I try to figure out this out. Just you know. Yeah. It, no, no, it's good to have you back, Andy. Good to have you back. No, I was just um, just filling them in. You know, trying to uh, fill in the uh, the gaps um, of what's been going mm -hmm. on. You know, we're talking about um, the COVID situation in India. How crazy that is! Those poor people, over two hundred thousand mm -hmm. deaths, and you know, I really hope they. You know they get to grips with with this and and, and sort it out because it's getting crazy over there now, right? And who knows how much further it's going to go. And uh, I was explaining about the uh, UK ordering 60 million doses of um, the Pfizer vaccine for our booster jabs in autumn. And uh, yeah, I, other news is uh, the Apollo 11 astronaut Michael Collins dying at the age of 90. Did he die? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. You know, I just we were going to have uh, we we're looking at we we're in contact with astronaut Buzz Aldrin, uh, Doctor Aldrin, who uh, was the uh, second man to walk upon the moon with Neil Armstrong, and of course Michael Collins uh, was um, circling the moon in the command module of Apollo 11 while they were on the moon, and uh, I just got an email from um, Michael Collins is. Um, one of his representatives saying that he would not be able to join the show right now because of uh, different items and, and things happening and his schedule being you know, pretty busy, projected out. Um, 
and they had highest regards for our show and, and wished us luck with the show and everything else. But because we, we were, I was talking with, with his folks about him joining the show. I told you I was a little excited to have, wow, second man on the moon on this show. Um, and was told yesterday that he couldn't do it, you know, right now anyway. And, uh, this is before, you know, I, I guess maybe the news got out and, uh, that could be why. So, wow. Yeah, bless him. Um, he died of cancer. He had a battle with cancer, apparently. Um, but his, he, they said his final days were peaceful and that he had his family by his side. Um, so, oh, you know, our, our... Uh, so there's one man remaining from Apollo yes. 11, Buzz Aldrin. Yeah. Oh, so my sad. God. I'm sorry to so hear sad. that. Oh, that's, yeah. you know, because I'm, you know, what a buff I am with the space program and the history of the space program. And, uh, and, you know, Michael Collins, I used to follow him as a kid and his adventures on the Gemini and the Apollo. Um, wow. Yeah. Wow. It is a sad thing. You know, it wasn't long day. ago. It wasn't long ago. How, you know something? What's that? When I was, I think it was about a week ago, I was trying to put, you know, I was putting together some emails and some invites and trying to get some people in the space program, uh, as we're going to talk about more, you know, now that we have a helicopter flying around Mars, um, and things going on on the, on the planet, and a, and a mission objective to, to put man back on the moon in the next couple of years, which I know is going to happen, um, mm-hmm. you know, to yeah. get, to get more involved in this show and the space program and get spokespersons and people and so forth, I think it would be fascinating for us to, to pick up on that and, you know, talk about that whenever we can. Well, I'm a fan of it, so there, um, <laughs> and it's our show, so we can do it once. Like, damn it! Yeah. So, um, but anyway, I I'm trying to think if I had sent Michael Collins' rep. I mean, not knowing he was sick. I mean, I, I looked him up on YouTube, and there's some videos of him, and he went to um, the, uh, the Kennedy Space Center to to commemorate uh, the 50th anniversary of Apollo 11. Yeah. Um, and I was just watching him, and I, you know, I looked at him like, God, he's in ninety, you know. I still envisioned him on on the TV clips and the video clips on a, on Apollo Eleven as this young thirty-year-old something coming back from the moon. Yeah! Wow, that's so incredible. Now, that's incredible. Yeah, I think, but you know, I had him confused. Buzz Aldrin, I think, is eighty-eight. I thought Buzz Aldrin was ninety. It's Michael Collins who was ninety. You know, I thought Aldrin, I think, is eighty-eight. If I could be wrong, but I think he's eighty. But wow, or maybe he's ninety-two. I don't know. Anyway. It's tragic. Mm. It's, it's yeah, it is. I was I was shocked to see that. I thought, oh, I wonder if, if uh, Andy's read about it yet. And um, yeah, so the family are, are asking for you know to respect their privacy during this time of mourning, of course. And um, the Andy and Amanda show send all our love, um, deepest condolences, uh, respect, and you, you know all that good stuff to them, and and, and our prayers. And so um, you know you're in our thoughts and our hearts, and um, for anyone else who's grieving alongside them. Um, but yeah, it, it's a very sad day. I was it's really sad to hear that news. Bless him. He looks like such a beautiful guy as well. Um, they posted a, a small video of him, which I haven't yet watched. That will be <coughs> a pleasure to watch. Um, yeah, poor guy. Um, that's crazy that we were going to try and get him on the show and then and then this happens. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, Are you okay, Andy? Are you okay? You've gone. You've gone oh, very, very. No. Oh, you don't know. No. Would you like a hug? I just want to find uh, eleven thousand seven hundred and eighty, which is one more than we have, fellas. I need eleven thousand. Give me a break. There's two sure things about 
our existence. There's many, many variables that occur in life. Many things happen, but two things definitely happen. You live and you die. Absolutely. Yep, without a shadow of a doubt. So, yeah, I agree with you. Just, you know, enjoy the air, enjoy the day. How crazy is that? They're the two most certain. They're the the two most certain things, but they're also the two most costly things as well. Yes, they are. Which is unbelievable. You wouldn't think about being born being such a huge costly thing, but apparently it is. So, um, my mom had my mom had such a tough time giving birth to me. She's still paying for it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say actually, I bet there's many parents like that say, "Well, I'm still paying for it." Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's very true, very, anyway. very true, Andy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yep. I'm so sad. So do you know um, uh, Biden's uh, first hundred days in office? You know uh, the president's first hundred days. I can't believe. Whoa. Wow. You know? Yeah. Um, so what does he achieve? What What has he said that he was going to? attempt to accomplish in his first 100 days versus what he actually got done. Well, he uh, he moved fast since his January 20th swearing in. We can all say that for sure and with, with absolute certainty, signing in a $1.9 trillion COVID relief bill into law less than two months into his term and issuing more executive orders so far than his three predecessors. And we thought that Trump signed a lot of executive orders. But those efforts, wow. really, I mean, we look at our lives and society and what's going on and what's on the table, um, mm. they paid off with the administration reaching the milestones of 200 million coronavirus shots delivered and a vaccine eligibility open to everyone 16 and over before Biden's 100th day in office. Unemployment is falling with new jobless claims hitting a pandemic low and schools are reopening for in-person learning, returning kids and families to a semblance you know, fight semblance of normal life. Right. And Biden has delivered on his pledge to return the president to, you know, to return to, the, let's just say, the, the Oval Office, the presidency of the White House, to what it looked like before his presidency. Or, uh, pre- <laughs> okay. Before his, uh, what do you call it? His prehistoric, uh, no, not prehistoric, his... Uh, prehistoric? <laughs> His prehistoric predecessor. <laughs> anyway, the guy before. Yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bottle their uh, historical moment. <laughs> the guy before him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Replacing. Remember all the tweets we used to talk. We had so much fun with that on the show. Though. I think you missed those days. Uh, well, I don't really oh. miss them, but it was fun to have fun with. Uh, uh, doing a radio show, we had a whole lot of fun and. Uh, Oh, of course. Yeah. But anyway, Definitely. you know, Biden replaced his tweets with daily press briefings. Every day, great press briefings, what they're doing, what their cares are, what the concerns are, how things are moving along. I mean, just yeah. unreal versus that uh, Barbie doll. What's her name? Kelly. Uh, I don't mean to insult her because she's a woman. Looks like a Barbie doll. Believe me, I'm just saying that she, I don't think she's very good. I think she's very <laughs> fake, very sto- stoic, stoic in her in her presentation, pages and read little things, you know, without any expression whatsoever or caring or no, anything. Anyway, Kelly, what was her name? McEnany. She's on Fox now, too. Oh, really? Anyway, um, yeah, so, you know, he, just what he do during the first 100 days is he focused on the virus. 
he, you know, when, when, you know, Trump took credit for the development, they called it Trump's vaccine. He did that. We talked about that on the show. We researched it. We looked at the data. We, we said what the sources were that the vaccine research, the research that was going on to treat this particular virus in this started in 2003 when the spike protein was first discovered. That they knew that a typical flu type vaccine would not, a typical measles, chicken pox, you know, the kind of vaccines that we normally all yeah. got for immunological reasons were not going to be effective. We need to develop another way to fight this type of virus. Yeah. And they began research in 2003. Trump did, I mean, it, Trump didn't do this. He had nothing to do with the development of the vaccine whatsoever. As a matter of fact, after the vaccine was developed, Trump had no plan for distribution and no funding for distribution. So what we saw was President Joe Biden's executive uh, actions uh, introducing new policies in the first 100 days that have been aimed at combating this coronavirus tragedy. And he's, uh, you know, in in the process, primarily targeted former President Donald Trump's immigration policies for reversals as well, and environmental policies, and joining the the environmental, uh, uh, you know, Summit again, the international community that uh, taking concern for where we're going to go as a planet and what, what our responsibilities are and what we're going to leave the next generations to come. What, what actions are we going to take as, as, as we begin to pollute this world beyond, you know, to significant levels? What we got to do something about it. Biden is doing something about it, and so are other leaders around the world. Yeah. Line of yeah. That, oh, there is no such thing as environmental concerns. There's no global warming. There's no any. Well, of course there is. We're doing it. <laughs> Proof is there. Science, just like the science that 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 uh, predicated this vaccine and the science yes. that we needed to follow regarding the coronavirus. And if we followed the science under the Trump administration and and did what we were supposed to do, then hundreds. Believe me, it's as, as horrible as it is to say, hundreds of thousands of lives would have been spared. True. Absolutely. Absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah, I agree yep. with you completely. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, I, I'm so disturbed by that whole experience with with Trump and the, the COVID situation because I think the whole world yeah. were onlooking, thinking, "What is this guy yeah. playing at?" Seriously, because everybody else was trying, you know, trying to do the right thing. Sure, everybody had a different angle. Uh, many European countries tackled it very differently to how the UK and the US were trying to to tackle it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I guess everybody was judging him very harshly for it and um, probably still does. I don't know. But um, Biden's been a breath of fresh air since he's been in and the many changes that he's made has been absolutely wonderful and uh, such a positive movement for everybody because we're all feeling that energy. We're all feeling the effect of uh, his actions and uh, the sweet vibrations. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yes. Yes. uh, Yeah. 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 Mm Mm-hmm. I wonder if I tried to get, bear me with you one second while I make a technical adjustment here. Okay, and, uh, go for it, Andy. I'm just uh, I'm, I'm going to try. My drink. Have a sip of your drink. Mm, yes, I'm yeah. going to try to make some kind of determination as to what the heck happened on the production end of this. Anyway, you know, hey, it's live radio. It's live internet radio. You know what I mean? It's, uh, I, I think I think it keeps us on our toes and uh, keeps it uh, a little interesting. You know, it's real life. We all have issues and problems, uh, technical problems. To yeah, we with. will. Yeah. A- a- and as I said, I guess you didn't hear me because I assumed I assumed mm-hmm. that you were that you because that happens before you had some issues. With the internet, I know off and on, and be losing. You come back in, and you'd be intermittent. Come back in, and uh, yeah, not that it was perfect here either. But yeah. for the most part, you would, you know, I'd be talking to you, and you would be there, and then you would, we'd text each other and figure, okay, you're going to rejoin the show, and you would successfully, and the show would go on. So I assume that that was the 
the issue. And when I was talking that, because yes. I'm trying to get you back on, on or do yeah. You're not because I assume that you are not on the show and that I continue to vote. Folks who are listening to this podcast, of which we have many around the world through many, many distributors, um, will not hear our technical issues of the live broadcast because we're going to cut them out. But just to let <laughs> the podcast listeners know, the show dropped me. <laughs> it did. It dropped him. It did. Oh, Andy. It did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm. It's okay, Andy. And, um, yeah, yeah. But, you know, um, also I want to get, get back and talk a little bit more because it's a, you know, milestone, I think, that, you know, what, what, uh, Biden's been able to, to do versus where we came in the last four years and what he's been able to do in just a hundred fucking days, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, um, but he, you know, let's look at the other side of the coin. What, what perhaps, Okay, let's look at some. Did he not get done, really? And I think what he really wanted to try to do at the same time was, of course, combat coronavirus, as we just said. But he also wanted to make some great progress toward the goal of restoring bipartisanship, you know, unity between the parties. Um, and not a single Senate Republican voted for the COVID bill. Not one. Wow. Reported, you know, there was no... Not one Republican that, that voted for that COVID bill. And even, um, you know, some moderate Democrats, were, as I recall, were walking in the face of the uh, very unified GOP opposition to the other goals like immigration revisions, extending voting rights, or passing Biden's next agenda item, massive infrastructure package. Republicans are just, no, 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 cross, you know, nothing. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I that, think, that I think you know what? Yeah, and we, we've talked about these things as they come. And... and Commented, um, yeah. But I, I, I believe that the midterms, mm. which are 2022, um, I think we're going to see more Republicans go down, and that right. more Democrats come into office, at a, a, a more of a majority in the Senate, more majority in the House, because the, the things that are being proposed right now, in terms of infrastructure, in terms of you know income uh, uh, from the government for for Parents are having trouble coping with their kids. I mean, there's a proposal on the table right now for $250 a month payment for, for yeah. parents of, of children every month just for a while. We'll yeah. give you some money just to, to make life a little easier. And that's, yeah. you know, what, yes, you know, I'm in favor of that. Oh, call me a socialist. Absolutely. Call yeah. me a socialist. Yeah. I think it's wonderful. It, 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 yeah, to me, it's, it's caring. To me, it's a government that cares about the people who voted them into office to, to protect and to care for and to, to move ahead and, and, and you know, be progressive and be a leader in the world. And, and we can do it all. We can do it. We can't do it by ourselves. We have to do it together as a, as a population. Absolutely. But, um, Absolutely. I agree with you. And I think more could be done. Mm-hmm. Definitely need to uh, tackle our societies and, and our country's issues uh, especially trying to feed children and things like that, you know. School dinners is a classic example. Kids being able to eat is um, always been a big thing, especially here in the UK as well. So, you know, um, with Boris Johnson trying to to deal with that that issue, especially since uh, the COVID situation, which has been a struggle for absolutely everybody. Um, so mm-hmm. I appreciate what Biden's done, um, very much so. And you, you will have that argument from people as well that will say, well, okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah giving out all this money, that's great, but. Who's going to pay for it in the long run? 
you know, who's going to be funding yeah. the government to get all that money back? We are. We're going to pay for it, sure. I don't know how that's going to happen, probably through taxes and things like that, sure. Um, and it, the thing is, is it going to be a big jump, uh, a big increase, where we suddenly start having to pay a lot more money, or will it be a gradual process, um, which is the question, and how they're going to play it? We don't know yet, but um, obviously... You know, we have to be grateful that they've seen us through, that they've, they've provided all this medicine for everyone. And um, Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, we've got to face it. We're in that situation. There's no escape from it. So we've got to roll with the punches at this point and um, do the best we can. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's my two cents worth at this point. I, um, my mind's gone completely blank. I apologize. <laughs> I love when your mind goes blank. You know, oh, well, I do and I don't. <laughs> Lay back and relax. Mm, breathe. You know. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Well, I'm just. I'm just really. Uh, oh shit! Excuse me. <laughs> oh, Andy, Andy, Andy. Oh, sorry about that. Okay. Feel better. Now. Hang on. All right now. Um, it's better. Yeah. I was going to say. Hey. There's something awfully screwy going on around here. Mm. Mm. You know, I have that thought quite often. <laughs> oh, you know what else I got to tell you about? No, oh, I got to tell you about this. I don't know if you knew What's this that? or not. Okay. I think what I was going to say. Mm. Oh, but, but, oh, yeah, I know what it was. Oh. Um, yes. You know Rudy Giuliani? You know Rudy Not like, personally, Trump. but yeah. Yeah, you know Trump's you know, lawyer and former mayor of New York and so forth. Federal agents executed a search warrant on Rudy Giuliani's apartment. Oh. They went in Wednesday at the Manhattan apartment of Rudy Giuliani, advancing a criminal investigation by federal prosecutors that has been underway for more than two years now, according to two people familiar with the matter. Okay. Mm Okay. Okay. He's been the focus of an investigation concerning his activities in Ukraine, including whether he conducted illegal lobbying for Ukrainian officials, why he pursued an investigation linked to Trump's primary political rival, Joe Biden. Uh, we know what, you know, he went over, oh, he went to Ukraine and came back and said, I got, I got stuff on Hunter Biden, I got stuff on Joe Biden, the, the crime family, da, da, da. of course, none of mm. ever materialized, and there's never been any evidence of anything, and it was just, right. more, you know, more conspiracy and you know okay. claiming you know trying to do whatever they could at the time to to downplay the uh, uh, president Joe Biden and and, and up materialized. You know, Trump Trump right. was was never popular here. Yeah. Never. So. Yeah. But it's well, kind of yeah. unusual here, I think, you know, for prosecutors to execute a search warrant on a lawyer. It doesn't happen. Really? Often, you know? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's a. I mean, it does. Okay. It's not like it could never happen, of course, but it's just not that. Yeah. It doesn't happen that frequently. Wow. Okay. Okay. You know who? Well, no, well, no, I I know where it happened. I'm t- you know what? Know what happened before? Well. Um, what was? Uh, who am I thinking of? Michael Cohen, uh, Trump's fixer lawyer, the guy who took the hundred thirty thousand dollars and paid the porn star Stormy Daniels, Trump's money. Uh, they okay. Raided his yes. Office. Yes. Okay. Huh. Okay, okay. Huh. Right. So it's yeah. basically you all been around Trump. No surprise yeah. there. Yeah. Funny that, isn't it? Funny that. 
Hmm. Yeah, I'm just trying to find any other raids of lawyers. It's happened before. Uh, a couple of times it happened with the um, with um, um, Ponzi schemes. You know, okay. Ponzi. Uh, yeah, like Bernie. You know, you know Bernie Madoff. Bernie Madoff died in prison a short while ago. But um, I think there was some lawyer raids there. I, thought, I could be mistaken, but I believe I read there was. And uh, things like that. It's pretty significant. You know, when billions yeah. of, of dollars are being um, stolen or uh, were being blindsided, uh, political figures and so forth. And you don't, but generally, you don't see you don't see a lot of attorneys' offices being raided by uh, federal investigators. Right. Okay. Well, I find this is a fascinating uh, story so far. I mean, that's that's not sarcasm in any way or shape or form. I'm actually genuinely serious. Um, you yeah. know what's un- what's unfolding with all that's been going on because you know everything's just appeared so shady since um, Trump was in with uh, all yeah. the dealings and uh, so yeah, with all eyes on them, I guess there was always people throwing all these conspiracies out there about things that was happening with Trump and. Of course, everybody was like, you know, don't be stupid. He knows what he's doing and, you know, he's doing the right thing for this country and blah, blah, blah. But now everything's unfolding. I wonder how many people that have said those things are actually thinking, well, crap, maybe I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. That makes me curious. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me curious. I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. Whether people's yeah. prides are, are be like, oh, no, 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 I still sit by what he what he's all about and, you know, everything he's, he's pushing and still promoting to this day. But um, I wonder how many people are just like, oh, well, you know what, I feel a little converted right now because I feel like I'm being lied to and um, that'd be interesting to know. If there's any listeners who feel that way, email us or, or call in because we'd love to hear. Please. Please. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be so that's how I'm doing it right now. I, I called in um, and you can actually, you can actually call into the show at 515-605-9888 and um, you know um, yeah talk let us hear you <laughs> speak so, say things what's on your mind Be yeah, verbal. share what's on your mind let us know your thoughts your <laughs> ideas agree with this or agree to disagree or, or disagree to disagree whatever you want to do um, yeah. you're free to do so and uh, of course if you're hearing the podcast you can't you, you'll have to tune in the next live show after today is going to be on uh, on Friday that's Friday show that comes on at uh, new time in the Pacific Coast and 3 p.m. on the Eastern Coast and uh, and uh, was it 8 p.m. in the UK there and whatever That's time it is right. in the corner of the world. And we got a special and, guest uh, coming on Friday as well. Um, we do. We yeah, do. The singer, thought, Sammy. I'm trying to think. Sammy Davis. Last name. Sammy Davis. Oh, Sammy wouldn't Davis that be cool? From... Sammy Davis. Oh my goodness. Um, you know, we might Sammy want to reach out. Who? Yeah. <laughs> Who? Who that? Who are who? Who that? Who that? Who The guy is um, uh, Sammy Chofi. Chofi? Chofi? Of course. Chofi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. remember that. Yeah. Wonderful guy. We'll um, put some information uh, about him and his accomplishments. Quite an interesting guy. Quite, oh, a phenomenal background. Been involved in an amazing project, folks. You don't want to miss it, really. Seriously. Um, and um, we'll put some, uh, his bio up and some information about, uh, about uh, his background, his, his, uh, you know, what he's accomplished and what he's doing now um, on our Block Talk Radio web. 
Andy and Amanda show. And you know, you can also get us, Amanda, through Podbean. I think it's podbean.com forward slash Andy and Amanda show. Um, oh. iHeartRadio cool. podcast forward slash Andy and Amanda show. iTunes, Pandora, Apple, whichever you have. That's amazing. That's Play amazing. the Andy and Amanda show. And boom, you hear you and I through, through your home. Not that you'd want to. <laughs> I don't play. Yeah, really. you may want to. You may not. It's, yeah, we get it. We get it. <laughs> uh, we, we won't judge you for it. We won't judge you. Um, yeah, yep. so that's gonna be exciting happening on Friday. And um, I've been checking out some of his music, Andy. Um, I've sent you something um, that he sent to me with his music videos for you to uh, check out. So, um, great. Yes, that's on its way to you. Uh, yeah, so, um, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> right, I want to try something here again. Yes, okay. I want to, I want to try something. This is going to be a, a check, folks. You're going to have to bear with this right here. As a matter of fact, what I'm going to do, I have an idea, mm-hmm. I have an idea, because we'll, mm-hmm. you have to excuse our, uh, our tech issues here, but I am <laughs> pushing buttons and playing with knobs and turning things and doing things that, oh, you, <laughs> We want to thank you for that. But what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to um, uh, send some kudos out to um, a product that we've talked about a lot on this show and um, none other than the Hawaii brew of Kona beer. And why that is playing, and if you haven't tried Kona beer, folks, you need to do this. As a matter of fact, our show coordinator, Kona Butler, called me on his phone the other day. He says, you never know, what, guess what I just did. And I'm like, what's that? I just went ahead to Total Wine and picked up a pack of Kona beer. And I'm going to go home and have some longboard lager. And boy, is that stuff good. If you haven't had Kona beer yet, folks, you don't know what you're missing. And um, you got to try it. Go get the variety pack so you can try some samples of the different types of beer that they that they brew. Um, I know it's available to Kona beer and perhaps your beer distributor wherever you are in the country or the world. Um, if you haven't had it yet, you got to try it. I was introduced to it while on tour in Hawaii. A local there said, have you been to, to any Kona Brewers yet? And I said no, and he gave me, a, you know, gave me a, uh, an introduction to the beer, and I've never looked back. So anyway, um, while the beer takes over the show, just for a little while here, I'm going to do some more troubleshooting with Amanda. Because <laughs> 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 uh, I am trouble. <laughs> And yeah, <laughs> and uh, I will be right back. Dear Mainland, aloha. My brother and I know all about your to-do list, but have you also considered making a to-don't list? Like, don't forget hang time with your ohana. Don't forget to step outside every now and then, and don't forget the big wave golden ale. So maybe you make a to-don't list today, yeah? Put it on your to-do list. Good one, brother. One life, right? Mahalo, Longboard Island Lager, and Big Wave Golden Ale from Kona Brewing. Hello. Anyway, that was a total <laughs> failure. I mean, not, oh. the, not the commercial. <laughs> not, not the Kona beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to point that out, guys. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, well, don't worry, um, Andy. You were going to We were sort of it. Yeah. You're uh, improvising, but, and uh, that's what this show is about well, sometimes, improvising. I am. Yeah. Am. But anyway, we do best. These things happen. These things happen. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. We're still having a fun time here. It's always a fun time. Amanda, anytime we can hook up and have a conversation, 
I know, always right? It's always know. a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. It's always so, a lot of fun. So, are we going to get on to our topic of the day? Yes. Let's do that. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, um, yeah. Um, what we what would we mentioned about this last time? Can you remember what we were going to discuss about it? Um, um, uh, <laughs> I'm <trying> to, uh, <laughs> Did you say our topping of the day or topic? I'm Julia Child. Bon appétit. <laughs> well, topping of the day could be just as much fun, right? <laughs> you know, people use that, I guess, as well, right? Oh, I, I thought you said, are we going to get on with our topping of the day? I'm looking for caramel, marshmallows, you know, cool, you know some cream, or cherry. Oh, our topping yeah. of the day? Chocolate sprinkles. Chocolate sprinkles. Yes. What's those multicolored uh, ones? The uh, We call them hundreds, hundreds and thousands, I think they're called here. Um, are they, do they have a different name in the US? They're like chocolate sprinkles, aren't they? But they're like the. Oh, uh, I know. Jimmy's. 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 Oh, is that what they call them? Jimmy's okay. Call. Yeah, they call them Jimmy's. Little chocolate sprinkles. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. Ah, oh, ice cream. I had some gorgeous ice cream last night. Mint chop chip. Mm mm mm. And a Ooh. warm, gooey cookie. Oh, my goodness. It was the best. I like it. But yeah. I love it. I, it's oh. funny you say that because I had some chocolate ice cream last night too. I, I had some Breyers chocolate ice cream last night that was Ooh. quite good, quite good. Yep. With 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 some with some cool whip on top. How do we get into this anyway? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, as usual. <laughs> in, in in our remaining minutes of the show, and mm-hmm. um, we have some time. We we have some time. We do. Oh, we have a caller. Let's let's take this caller here. Okay. Give me a second. We have a caller coming online here. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hello. Andy and Amanda. Um, Hello. Yes. Welcome. Hello. And we call them thanks. We call them sprinkles in the United States. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Who do we okay. have here? <laughs> my, my name is Joe. Have- I called, I think it was last week. Uh, hey, Joe. Welcome back. I remember. Welcome back. Alright. Yes, I came because of the romance feature of the show. I didn't know I was going to be treated to ice cream and sprinkles. So oh, I thought not? maybe I'd call in and find <laughs> out if you guys are still going to talk about romance. Nah, for a couple <laughs> yes, of Yes, we are. It's funny. We are, you know, Joe, it's funny. It is. Because Amanda had just... What got us talking about sprinkles was that Amanda was saying... Some technical issues on the show. We're kind of remedying them as we move along here, trying to remedy them anyway. But um, so Amanda said, "Are we going to uh, get on with the uh, topic?" Okay. I think is what yeah. she said. But I heard her <laughs> say, "I thought she." So we started talking about dessert topics. I thought she was. Are we going to get on with our topping of, of today's show? I'm like, hmm, yeah, caramel, chocolate, sprinkles, you know. But that's how that happened. I know. I heard. I know. Yeah, yeah but, like but topping it's funny. Topping. Because, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's hmm. funny because your time. Called it just as we were getting on to uh, relatedness, relationships, intimacy, um, communication. That's what we were talking about today, and we yeah, haven't yet. Absolutely. So you're okay. Good. All right. Good. I came in time. I don't yeah, mind getting did. any recipes. But okay. All right. <laughs> um, Why not? Right. That's an attitude. A lot of people like to ask Why not? Yeah. <laughs> So first of all, Joe, how are you doing? Welcome back to the show, darling. How's things? 
Thank you. Um, are you two together? I don't mean I don't mean together romantically. I mean, are you two in the same uh, city, same no, uh, no, no. residence? We, we have never met. Not. Oh, okay. I can't. Okay. All We've right. never met. Um, Amanda that's good. is in the UK. You've never met. I'm in California. She's in she's in the UK. We've never met each other. Yeah. Um, okay. I thought that I that my that's good. That is good. Um, I've had that. Uh, <laughs> I've had that uh, too. When I've um, boy relationship should be that way. You know, when yeah. I've yeah, when after I've after I finished a nice long term relationship, they always say I've never met him. I don't know who he is. <laughs> uh, I hear there's rumors on the uh, internet. <laughs> yeah, on the internet. Yeah, on the Google. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Oh my goodness. We had a we had a winner in George Bush, didn't we? Uh, yeah, just just oh, do God. the Google. Can we talk. Yeah. Can we talk. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so but- I'm here so that you guys are, are going to talk about romance. So I'll le- I'll lean back for a few minutes and just uh, chime in. Uh, when I think I hear something that uh, you guys are uh, talking about that I can contribute about, okay? Okay. I'll okay. Be, okay, ready? Here we go. Memories. Well, thank you. You don't mind if I leave now, do you? Uh, okay. Good. Right. <laughs> I can get back at Bogos. That's no problem. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. So, Andy, yes. What, what do yeah, you... So, uh, anyway, we're talking... Yeah. Yeah. We, we what we want to know is we put some questions out on the show, um, and uh, the questions like, "Gosh, um, oh my gosh, where, where, where do I go back uh, to? How about like, how far into a relationship is the average, or is it okay to begin a physical relationship once you start?" The relationship, like how far into the relationship? Ah, yes, that's always a good question to ask. Remember that question? We talked about that a while back. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. 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 Who am I? Why am I here? And uh, I'm trying to think what we uh, we came up with on that one. I mean, we've all, we've all got our personal views, right, as to how long you should be in a relationship with somebody before you introduce the physical side of things. And I think um, it's just so many people tend to, to jump into that straight away. And then there is a, a big majority also who tend to hold back and, and do the right, what, what feels like morally the right thing for them to, you know. Uh, oh, my goodness. There's a fan clip. Yes, there it is. <laughs> Um, um, so I, I don't know. But what? See, my personal opinion. How many? Is, how many? How many relationships that started with, let's say, one night stand? Oh, probably lots. Thing. Probably lots. However, how long they lasted is a, uh, a different question, right? Because um, a lot of people argue yeah, that. Yeah, but the question is how how many relationships have lasted after a one night stand? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, personal experience, um, none for me. Well, I can't give you any personal oh. experience of that, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But, uh, what about you, Joe? Not too many one-night stands. Um, when I was younger, of course, I was always looking to put um, a notch on my belt. 
But then after I got into my 20s and 30s, I stopped looking for just the uh, physicality of sex. And I like to have somebody that, and I gave this advice to to, uh, one person in particular, I remember. And I said, if you don't like to, if you don't want to talk to it, don't fuck it. That was the (laughs) advice that I had given. Because despite... Despite the fact that you know there are men who have the um, you know we have the, the reputation bad either for for bad or for good that as soon as we finish having sex we just get up and leave well that's not true so um, I've told people look you better like the person because you're not going to get up and leave you're not going to smoke a cigarette uh, like they do in the movies you're going she's going to want to cuddle or you're, you as a man may want to cuddle but you're going to have some kind of conversation. And if you don't like the person, if you don't find the person interesting, do not have sex with them. Because even if you want to leave after 10 minutes, you're going to have 10 minutes of either airy silence or 10 minutes of boring conversation. So as that applies to me again, um, I've turned down phone numbers or turned down the opportunity to get phone numbers or turned down the the strong hint that um, some girl may want to give me a phone number. Because I just didn't get the right vibe. I would rather go to bed with somebody that I like um, than somebody that, that I just pick up mm-hmm. and then yeah. find out that 10 minutes later, 20 minutes later, or while I'm in bed that I may not like her because it ruins a sexual experience for me. Yeah, of course, yeah. I would agree with that. I mean, if it, personally, from a, my perspective, whether you want to say it's a woman's perspective or just my own uh personal feelings of the situation. I could not sleep with a person unless I felt on some level I could really connect with them. Because for me, that that sexual encounter, that experience with a person is more than just an encounter. It's more than just a physical act. It's it, it, it literally is connecting with that other person. And so um, I think it should be viewed that way, not so much... Um, in such a detached manner that many people approach it with, you know, they go out, they go to a club, yeah, let's pick somebody up and take them back and just, you know, have this physical experience because one, it feels good and, and you know, I just I just want to experience this tonight. I want to feel good. I want a, uh, a relationship with somebody. I just want to have this experience and that's it. And I understand it. Sure I do because at the end of the day, we're human beings and we, we have these human cravings. But... It should all be about that connection. And, and for me, I, I've never believed in having one-night stands. I certainly have never done that and, and wouldn't approach that. And um, it, it's just not my It's not my oh, job. Not a, it's not my I'm job. Not against, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not against it. I'm just, I'm just no. a person who has, yeah. I remember, like I said, one person in particular. I was working in an office with, uh, with a particular guy, and uh, there was a woman there who was very attracted to him. So he said... Okay, why not? So they went out a couple of times and they did the do. And then, (laughs) excuse me, afterwards he came to me and said, you know, you were right. I said, about what? He said, about if you don't, you know, if you don't want to talk to it, don't do it. And he pointed out that this particular girl in the office was the one interested in him. And as it turns out, um, she was very interested in him and kind of made it known in the office without bragging about it or anything. But I mean, you know, by her physical language, the way she talked to him, that she really liked him. 
But she started bugging him so much, I think probably to form a relationship, that when he, uh, after a while, when he would come into the office, um, he used to sit next to her. He just changed his seat. He just came in, changed his seat, didn't let her know. <laughs> she got the hint. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that's the, but that's the importance of having either some sort of connection of liking the person to a degree, you don't have to like them tremendously, but liking them to the degree that um, the sexual experience is pleasant. So those, yeah. those are my feelings. Oh, by the way, I'm going to call back in about 30 seconds because I have a bad connection with you guys. So I'll be right back. No problem, okay. No problem. We're here. We'll expect you back. We're here. <laughs> yeah, just, we'll get okay. right back on. No problem. All right. Yeah, it's great having yeah. Joe back on. I remember he called uh, a week or so ago and we were talking about... That's right. Some, Dubbick in his uh, previous his commentary. Yeah, the the uh, I, yeah I've 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 never not that I've had a whole bunch of one night stands to tell you the truth, but uh, yeah, it's just an interesting question about when when the physical attraction, like when the physical energy when you meet somebody else, how how that manifests itself into a longer term relationship, or if it can, if it's possible to do, if if that works out. And I'm sure there's people out there. I'm sure there's people out there. That um, that have you know evolved into long-lasting and yeah, sometimes maybe absolutely long, very long-lasting relationships who would come on the show if they were heard of the show and say, hey, no way, I I had you know I met this girl one time, we ended up in bed that night, and bam, we're married with four kids right now, you know. So and I'm sure it's happened, you know. I'm sure, but I just don't think it's a, I don't think it's something that yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not for me personally, and you know, as much as what I've just said may have sound judgmental of those who appreciate and, and enjoy that experience, there's no judgment mm-hmm. here with that. You know, this is I can only mm-hmm. go on my mm-hmm. own feelings and experiences and um, how I view the way it, it it could be or should be. You know, and I'm not saying that everybody is wrong. You, you, at the end of the day, you've got to do what you feel is right for you and your life experience. Because you're the one who's got to live them, experience them, learn from them, and, and so on and so forth. But you know, what brought up an interesting thing in my mind when we were just talking about this is, why do I feel that way? So, okay, mm-hmm. thinking back to when I was younger, how I always felt like I would have to um, save myself for the right one. I always felt that way, and I don't know if that's down to confidence or some sort of insecurity or whether I genuinely felt in my heart that I was happy to do that because um, sex wasn't a huge deal for me uh, growing up, you know? Um, The idea of going out and desperate to experience it with people. Uh, You know, I had friends going around doing that kind of thing, and I would hear, you know, their stories and stuff, and I was like, oh, that's cool, but it's really not for me. I'm more of a reserved person. Um, I didn't really want to go out and do those kind of things. So that's just me. But everybody else is different, you know. A lot of people are more confident with their bodies. They 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 believe um, that they have this... Uh, if they, they believe they have a beautiful figure, how are they going to want to flaunt it, right? And, and, mm-hmm. and have fun with it. So I respect that too, you know. There's so many levels to us as human beings and how we feel about ourselves and what we want to experience in life. We will. You know, I, I am, I'm, I'm just trying to think. I, I've never... Uh, the, the short term, I mean, if you want to, I guess we just call it what it is, like the one night stand for me, which there have not been many. Um, the uh, I've never been the aggressor. I've never been the one out seeking that relationship. That's always been, mm. you know, the other yeah. way around. Okay. Which is, I don't, 
and a couple of times waking up in the morning and saying, what the hell, what the hell, how did I get here, you know? Um, yeah. Not that it's bad, I mean, with, with people who I remain to be friends with, but you're just like, how'd that happen? Well, you know, how'd yeah. that happen? But it, it never turns into anything meaningful, mm. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like you said, there, there's probably many, many people out there who've had one night stands, and it has turned into something extremely beautiful yeah. with family and kids and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to know what the actual statistics. And that sounds boring, I know, but you know, I'm sure there's well, like me, stuff online. Let me ask you two guys. Um, mm -hmm. What do you think? Um, what do you let? Let me aim to narrow it down to the female sex. What do you think okay. if? people are going to enter into a relationship. Let's say they've been dating for about three or four months and both of them feel that it's, um, it's time for both of them to enter into the relationship. Mm -hmm. What do you think a woman should do in order to enhance that relationship, in order to make sure as much as possible that the relationship is going to be um, a healthy, long-lasting one? What do you think a woman should do? A woman? Oh, that's a bit of a... Uh, minefield with that one, I guess. Um, hmm. I guess for being a woman, that <laughs> has uh, something in my favor. I think. There. I think. Um, I, 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 you know, I would do the laundry. I would do. I would iron collars. <laughs> I'd make nice dinners. <laughs> hey, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, guess, I guess. I guess men have that opinion sometimes. So you're talking more of um, about making the, are we talking about the romance and sex side of things, the, the, the love aspect, or are we talking more of making a... Everything um, and anything. What, what okay. should the woman do? Again, because both of them want to get into the relationship, and a lot of relationships don't last. So with her knowing that, what should she do? Because she's not a man, so she can't perform functions or behave as a man. She's going to act and behave and think like a woman. What should she do in order to make sure that she and her boyfriend um, stay together? Well, first of all, I think she needs to stand and have compassion for the fact that men, first of all, don't think the way that women do. So uh, we're quite emotional creatures, sure. We know that. We know men have emotions, sure. They're not always expressed in the same um, intensity or manner. Um, so I think, first of all, you've got to learn how to, to be together in that sense. And um, kind of suss out, you know, how that boyfriend um, or, you know, is and uh, to be around um, how he tries to, to live his life and work around that. And therefore, he should be doing the same with her. But um, just trying to show compassion and, and affection towards him. I mean, this is a minefield because it depends how men expect from women when getting into a relationship because I know for women they tend to expect the man to be protective and to um, be compassionate to her feelings and emotions understand that sometimes she's not always um, in the place to have sex um, to experience that intimacy um, and really wants a man to understand that she needs nurturing and her feelings are respected, especially her feelings, because, again, we are emotional creatures. So um, this is where that learning comes in and that respect. And I think you have to build up that respect between you. And um, in terms of um, 
the, the sex side of things, um, I think, uh, we've talked about this with you before, Joe, that some level of communication is important to express to your partner. Okay, so this is how I am. Be honest with the other one. This is how I am in life. This is what I, I like to find in a partner, what I expect from a partner. It may be demanding. If it is, tell me if I am being too demanding. What do you expect from me? Because I think these are all valid questions when you're trying to get into a relationship and have that um, romantic love and, and sexual side of things. So you need that balance. So I think being very honest with each other about what you expect from each other is the great step forward into how it then follows. And that's when you can decide, okay, well, is this person going to be able to meet me on my level? And then the other person can determine that too. Um, I, I I am struggling at this point <laughs> as to what to um, as to what to say really um, on that one. Um, I do think you know everything starts with being honest with the other person, and you you do have to pay attention to how the other one is and responds and the things they say, and um, don't be afraid to ask questions and. Um, just give your ideas of how you want things to go. I think that's extremely important. And that's how relationships can thrive, I think, personally, is by knowing what the other one wants out of the relationship, what the other one is seeking, you know. And you've you got things like fantasies and all that kind of thing that come into it as well. Mm -hmm. We could go on forever about those types of things. Um, yeah, and we should. Yeah, well, I was expecting you mm -hmm. to say that, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, um, know what, do you know something? Uh, well, it, what my, my All right, Andy, uh, your turn. What do you think a woman should my do? My turn. What my feeling is this, <laughs> that the woman, it takes two. It doesn't take one. It takes two. So it's, yes. a, it's a matter of, of being related. And it's not that what the woman should do. It's what, what, where the communication happens between the two who are in that relationship, who are, who are in, within that relatedness of the relationship. Yeah. And listening, do you know that the high percentage of relationships that don't make it just because of the inability to really listen? I don't, I don't just hear a sound and, and say, yeah, I hear the sound. I mean, to really, really listen. And to, you know, I, I, my father-in-law used to say, you know, uh, give 100 and expect 10. If you can do that, give 100%, expect 10% back, you'll be okay. And, and that's, that's not, I never agreed with that. I never agreed with that, but that's what, what he, you know, he was in a very long lasting yeah. relationship. And, yeah. um, but, but my, my feeling is that truly listen to each other. I mean, really listen to each other, not just say words. You know, it's so easy for, for folks to get in, in arguments and, and be hard-headed, so to speak, and, and be, be stubborn and, and not compromise. So you've got to be able to compromise in a relationship. Relationships are all about compromise. And, um, and I'm not talking about deep-rooted philosophical and ideological things because those things might prevent a relationship from ever consummating in the first place. But mm -hmm. um, just about you know, matter-of-life things as you move on on a day-to-day -day basis and what one wants to do and where one wants to go and one, what, what one's expectations are. And what my feeling is, you know, I remember one time way, way back when, and that was not that far, I don't want to date myself, but I remember, uh, you know, my wife, for example, is a very accomplished academic and got a doctorate degree at Columbia and was very involved in vocational medicine and so forth and mm -hmm. spent 
you know, most of, you know, our dating life, which was over eight years, in a very long doctoral program at Columbia. And I was living in Philly. As a matter of fact, we got married. She came down for a weekend in Philadelphia where I was living. And we got married. And then she went back to New York where she had a place. And people would say, hey, Andy, how's married life? And I'd be like, hmm, folks, so far so good. Because my wife lived in New York and I lived in Philly. And then we actually had both kids who were four years apart with her living in New York, yeah, I'm the dad. With her living in New York and me living in Philadelphia. Um, and um, then she comes back after that, gets a great job uh, with, with a very, as a clinical uh, coordinator for a medical facility, and then tells me, um, I'm going to go do a postdoc in Michigan. And I was like, Michigan? Wait, I thought you're done with all that. I thought you're finished. You know, I was right. You know, we moved around. And we had, we, you know, we've done different things for academic research and talking and so forth. And and I said, I said this to myself. I said, you know what? She's not good. Because if she went to Michigan, it would be her. It wouldn't be me. You know, grab yeah. the kids and move to Michigan. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not moving to Michigan. So I did this. I figured, you know, I want to let this girl know. Again, remember, we dated for eight and a half years before we got married. I want to let this girl know. What a terrific guy she married. And I remember one time we were in the room and I said, you know, you're my wife. But more importantly, you're my friend. Oh, if, if, you, if, if your wife can't be your girlfriend, then how could she be your wife? How could she be your wife if she can't be your girlfriend? Right? So yeah. more importantly, you're my friend. And even to a friend, even to who's a, a, you know, a friend that you see every once in a while, I would never in my life ever want to stop anybody from pursuing from them for being what they seem as being effective in the life they want to lead, what they want to accomplish in their life during the time that they're here. You know, do it. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. I will do nothing but motivate, encourage, make things happen. That's my job. I want to be there cheering you on, man. I want to make whatever I can possibly do at my power to make you happy, to make you effective, to make you successful, to do whatever that is. I'm going to do it. And I figure I'm going to say that, and then she'll say, "You know what? I'm not going to leave." <laughs> well, it backfired, didn't it? But but here's what happened: instead of going to Michigan, she she got a a a, a position at a university, which was three and a half hour drive away. Did we get a separate house? Did we move take the kids there? Blah blah. blah. Yeah, but it was able. We were able to. I was able to commute for two years. Also, as a touring musician, and sailed a lot and so forth. So uh, I was traveling a lot anyway. But uh, but we she did do that. And then, uh, and then comes back from a couple years of that, lived, and that was a wonderful life. A couple years later, you know, great, great job, everybody's moving along, and life is good, got a great house, 13 acres in the backyard, kids are doing great, all this kind of stuff. Comes in and says, uh, sell the house, we're moving to California. I'm like, I'm not moving to California. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? 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 Because yeah. you got an incredible postdoc. I mean, again, I'm thinking, oh, is all this done? You know, you, you know, all these years getting an amazingly difficult doctoral degree from Columbia University. All this research, all the papers you've written, all the talks you've given. Isn't it? Are we done? Don't you just have a job and you come home and have a beard, kick back and forget about it? You know, uh, no. Got to study under this incredible person. I've got this amazing research opportunity in, in, in the university in California. So, anyway. I kicked and screamed, but here I am in California. But, 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 you know, we, we were here for a couple years, went back, and then I got involved in the entertainment business and came back again, of course, because I would never, ha- having been here, I would live anywhere else. But, so it worked out really well. Yeah. But the point here being, after all this, I just want to let you know what my, my adventures have been in a relationship where you have a woman who is like, 
driven in career and academics and research and making people better and, and doing the research and working with infants and all these things. I'm like, I see this girl speak in front of 750 people and I'm like, you know, wow, wow. What, what can I do to, what can I do? What can I possibly do to make her life great? And, and it's, I'm not just talking about the fact that, because that's who my wife is, but I'm talking about in relationship, period. You do. To make that other person's life amazing. To make your relationship amazing. What can you do? So it's not a matter, you know, going back to your question, Joe, of what can the girl do? Well, hell, as far as I'm concerned, don't do a thing. You know why? Because I'm going to sit here and I'm going to do whatever I can do to make your life fucking incredible. And, and if you pursue that, and then, the, and then, whoa, then the girl becomes God. Whoa. You know, how much yeah. more powerful and how much more communicative and how much, how much, what you have in common, that, that, that road between the two of you becomes, you know, we're, we're, we're each other's best cheerleaders. This is amazing. Yeah. Now, yeah. if you, for some underlying ideological, religious, uh, political, you know, if there's things that are, you know, from the ground level, just not consistent between the two of you. Like, I am an atheist. And I, I've spoke, we've spoken that we've had shows on that, and I've been very public about it, and I don't hide it from anybody. I commend those who, who have a belief in religion. I'm married to a big Catholic family. I'm Jewish. I'm a Jewish atheist. I'm married to a, a big Catholic family. That, for many people, you know, I go out to visit my in-laws, they say grace before every meal. So I'm like, they're not praying anybody. I hope, in their minds, I'm, I'm glad that they feel what they are. But I don't believe that they are. But that's great that they are. But I have the most amazing amount of respect for that. Amazing amount of respect for people who have that. I don't have it. But boy, do I have respect for people who do. It must be wonderful. Um, but that could be a deal breaker right then and there. You know, being an atheist, you, you go out with somebody who's really religious. Huh? How would that work? How yeah, possibly I, work. I, I, I see what right? you're saying on the yeah. And and I, I also, but I do know at the same time. I know. Um, uh, I'm thinking of that guy. You probably know who he is. He was Bill Clinton's campaign manager at Bald. Uh, his wife is a is a very conservative. He's a liberal Democrat. Uh, he comes on talk shows every once in a while. I can't think of his name. Some of you might know. Yeah, Garville. Yeah, thank you. thank you Joe you're welcome on the show anytime Um, but anyway Carville Mm -hmm. and his wife one's a a, a diehard liberal speaker and one's a I I went to an aviation convention one time they were the guest speakers and it was wonderful to see the both of them husband and wife up there but but you look at that I mean I've known other Democrats and Republicans who are married husband and wife and you scratch your head and you figure how do they get along? What, what, what would you like to be in a fly on the wall in their conversations, their arguments? Holy smokes. But, but yeah. things like that can, sometimes you say, you know what, there's no, I love you very much. And this is an amazing relationship. And I got to tell you, between you, you know, I love a lot of things about the relationship, but there can't be a future because of, because I just, or you can say, you know what, if we have kids, this could be an issue. You know, this could be a real problem. You know, we're going to have all these arguments about how we raise our kids. How are we going to do this? Yeah. You know, and that, uh, uh, okay, and ain't gonna, it, then we gotta walk, we gotta go our separate race. It's gonna be like Romeo and Juliet, oh my god. But sometimes that happens. But the other times we say, you know what? What we have together is so incredibly powerful. And making us each so in this relationship, fuck all that other shit. You know? That's a beautiful way of coming at it. And I, I gotta admit, Andy, you know, I think that's a big thing for a woman is having that, that moral support there in all areas, because I know for a fact that a woman will be more um, affectionate with you, more 
relatable to you if she sees that you're doing the same for her. Because she likes to feel supported, not only emotionally, mentally, and physically. So, um, you know, that's the type of creatures we are. And there'll probably be many women out there listening to go, oh, actually, you know, that's a load of bullshit. You know, I don't, I don't believe that at all. You know, I'm not built that way. And that's, that's fine. Yeah. That's actually fine. We're all different. But generally speaking, women like to feel supported and cared for and nurtured. So, you know, they're more willing to be um, affectionate and, and relate to you and, and give you what you're needing when they are see their needs are also being met. I so, wish. Again, anyway, no. <laughs> Oh, I see how it is. Okay. <laughs> you would think. You'd think. Anyway, no. <laughs> oh, okay. I kind of froze my thing out of water then, don't I? Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> no, but, you know, but, that's, uh, that's the way I see it. You know, we we open up more and we, we become more affectionate, definitely, when we see that we are being supported and, and shown that support and that, that foundation, sure. Um, because again, no, no woman, no man must have their heart broken. And, you know, if you think you found the one, which again gets thrown around very loosely, but if you think you found the one and, you know, you really love this person and you can see a future with this person and then that person's acting like an asshole, you know, they're not, they're not providing what you hoped for, then, you know, that, that can be a, a point where a woman withdraws, starts to withdraw from the relationship. You know, she's she's still trying to be there, but emotionally she's starting to withdraw um, from the relationship, and possibly physically, which is quite often known as well. That you know, sex for a woman can be very different than it can for a, a man. Um, so it's more of an emotional thing for a woman to have sex, and for a man, definitely more of a physical thing. Um, if I'm wrong, please please tell me. You two are, are guys, so I can only give them from my perspective. Um, right. You know, you know what? Just thought of as you just said that. Uh, I remember my. I had. A, I started. You know, I, I was a, a physically active teen. You know, I worked, I worked at Planned Parenthood when I was 16 years old. You know, I did birth control and problem pregnancy counseling, and mm-hmm. uh, it started as a high school project, and it ended up being my work experience program from my high school. I, I got enough credits to graduate early, and I said, hey, "Andy, you did work experience. You get even more credit." And I ended up at Planned Parenthood in the public relations department. Ended up in the teen clinic. And what a wonderful experience that was. But putting that aside, putting that aside, I was the, the point here being that I was, you know, a sexually active teen, and you know, at a very young age, and I had a girlfriend, and we dated for four years through high school. And mm-hmm. I was looking back and thinking to myself that, you know, early, like we, you know, every single day. I mean, we were like, can we talk, you know? But towards <laughs> three or four years into it, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as 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 a nineteen. Or twenty year old, you know, I'm like, mm, mm, uh, too much work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's not that you, you know, and I'm, and it, it never, you know, I just thought of that. I just thought of that just this, this second, looking back, you know, way back, you know, and, and you know, which I think Friday, I think what we'll do on Friday because we're we have we have some time on the show, but I think Friday we'll get into uh, intimacy, sex, keeping keeping a physical life. Um, uh, Going and intriguing and challenging and active, um, and what and we'll you know we can talk more about okay. that yeah. on Friday because that's a okay. whole subject onto its yeah. own. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, Joe. What do you yeah. think, Joe? What, what do you think? 
Is Joe still there? Uh, I don't know, actually. He's on, Are but you there, he's Joe? not. He's, he, he's, okay. he's on, but he said he had some yeah, problems. Yeah, there you go. Now you're on. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Can I hear you? Yeah. Hello. There you go. Can you hear Hello? us? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm having problems with my uh, my phone, but um, yeah, um, I think Andy summed it up when he said, "What can you do for the other person?" And that's uh, for both of them. But a woman, uh, too bad, Amanda. You had a, you said you were, you were kind of taken aback by the question, and that's kind of like the point. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The woman does. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to call back one more time. Maybe that will be the charm. See if that happens. See if that, we'll get you right back on. We'll, we'll get you right back on. Okay. 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 All right. And what our what our question started out being, folks, is um, is this: When you go out with a date on a date with a guy, like uh, how soon should you guys, I guess, have sex? There's no written rule. There should no. Be. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> should be, should be written rule right away. I'm sure a lot of people would feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> no, no written rule, but um, you know, again, if you're younger, you want to do it as quickly as possible. There have been studies uh, that have shown. Uh, there have been studies that have shown that if a woman has more than has about six or more partners, the oxytocin in her body uh, isn't secreted as much. The dopamine's aren't secreted as much, she can't form a bond with the seventh partner on to a significant degree. So that is something, I don't know how, um, how accurate the study was, but that's, uh, you know, that's a study, maybe even a couple of studies. So it would be important for people, especially men, to realize that if you're dating and if um, in your 20s, especially if you're in your 30s and up, to find out what the... Um, how many sex partners she's had because even though she may have been a great gal six or five or six partners in she may not be a great sexual partner or a great love partner now I don't think there's any study that shows that the uh, testosterone level in men (laughs) gets diminished um, as a result of having sex but that's something to take into consideration. But even, but even let's say that um, the study didn't exist. And let's say that even if the finding of the study wasn't even true, mm. what a woman should do is to be a moral person. In other words, I've had, I've had women love me. I don't want to be loved because they fell in love with me. I want to be loved because they have a moral compass they believe in doing the right thing. And when I came along, I was the person that, because of their morality, that they were interested in, found out that I had the same kind of values they did, and then we would continue from there to have a good relationship. Because if you love somebody, I've had women love me one day, and then the next day, or the next week, for no, for for some inexplicable reason, that doesn't, they didn't love me anymore because I was no longer on the pedestal. I did something that ruined their irrational expectation of what kind of person they wanted me to be. They right. didn't love me for me. Mm-hmm. They loved me for what they thought I was. Right. And if I didn't perform 
to those expectations, they automatically will rattle love. So no man wants that because the a woman's expectations are extremely high and they're irrational. They're based on romantic fantasies that are fed by Disney, they're fed by romance novels, etc. As a result, I think that uh, that's one of the major causes of why we have, let's say, the divorce rate in America, the first time divorce rate would be around 53, 55%, maybe even higher now. And what's funny is that you would think people would learn from their mistakes, but they don't. When they go into second uh, marriages, the divorce rate is even higher. And even if they go and they find a third person to marry, the third, uh, the third marital uh, divorce rate is higher. So it's, people just don't learn. People should, should go to pre-counseling before they get into a relationship and definitely go to pre-counseling before they go to, uh, get into marriage. But they should do so with a person who knows what they're talking about. Hmm. A lot of people do not know what it takes to have a relationship that's long-lasting. On Blog Talk Radio, for example, there are people who pose as relationship counselors. And they can do that, and they say they have clients, because in order to become one, you don't have to be certified, and you don't have to, be, um, you don't have, to have any kind of degree or diploma. So wow. everybody's a life, life coach, and everybody's a relationship counselor. Mm, for as often yeah. as I talk about relationships, for as long as I have, for over 20 years, um, I should be a relationship counselor. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't claim to be one. No. Uh, did I ever tell you guys about the um, taking out the piece of paper and writing down on it what two people want from each other in a relationship before they get yes. into it? Yeah, you expressed okay. that when we spoke to you the first time, sweetie. Okay. Yeah. Now, listening to Andy <laughs> and how he moved around, um, that's going to be a new wrinkle to my uh, to my qualifier. It's going to be, well... Part of it is, how do you handle conflict? But the other part is, what happens if your partner um, has to move? Are you willing to uproot yourself and the kids because of a job opportunity? Now, that's an important question. That's going to cause conflict. And mm -hmm. that's, um, that's something which could be a lead-in to other unknown future um, incidences and adventures that the people may not be aware of by the time they want to get into a relationship and definitely by the time they want to get into a marriage. <clears throat> and that's something that has to be talked about beforehand. Yeah, so, absolutely. But a person, yeah, two what, people have to have a moral compass. Yeah, yes. Andy, what? Yeah. There's two, uh, there's you, want, two you want more ice cream, I believe, huh? Okay. Yeah, yeah one, one is the... Uh, Sometimes these things come up unexpectedly, like you got, you know, like for me, the way I look at it is you live out of commitment, not just in relationship, just in terms of your life. You're committed to something. What are you committed to in your life? Forget about relationship. Are you always related with something, whether it's the world, the world that you walk upon, the air that you breathe, the food that you eat? There's, you're always in relationship with something. With, in this case, we're talking about relationship with people. But what, what is your commitment in that relationship, and what are you really underneath it all? What are you truly committed to? Yeah, physical things move. Yeah. Well, people always Money. people always say they're committed, but they they they're not really. They're committed because for as long as everything turns out okay, 
and then the yep, commitment yep. Uh, gets thrown out the window. What you're talking about but, is but, what yeah, else but, are you committed but, but to? Everybody's committed to money. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing, though. If even though do they really know what that means? You know, it's easy to say, oh, I'm committed to this, I'm committed to that. But what does it really mean to be truly committed to something? It, it, then there's got to be an objective of what you're committed to. You can't just live in this world, world, you know, round and round and round in commitment. What am I committed to? I know I'm committed, but I'm, I'm, what are you committed to then? Because there can't be a commitment unless that commitment is attached to something. How can, you can't be committed to nothing. So if you're committed, what am I committed to? And, I'll, and, I'll, and you've got to be able to answer that question, not with the relationship, but within yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Who are you? Who are you being? What, forget your name. What's your name tag really say? If I mm. see you, how can I identify you? Not by your name, but what your commitment is. Who are you in life? What are you in life? And if, if two people can really dive into that, and it also makes for fascinating discussion in a couple in a relationship because you can really get into, wow, into things and learn, develop insights that you, just by, just by having a conversation about commitment, it's, it's, it can be quite rewarding. Right? So, yeah. so it, it, the physical things that you do in life is nothing more than physical <clears throat> things that you do. That's all it is. There's no attachment to that. The attachment is to what you're committed to. So moving is nothing more than a physical thing that you do. It's how you occupy the time of the clock at that particular moment in your life. And you do it. Hmm. I, I've met couples, and I've seen, as a matter of fact, I remember, Amanda, we, we reached out to a couple of couples that, that uh, or at least one couple, I know that you reached out to, Amanda, that uh, a young couple bought a boat, they're sailing around the world, they've got a great yeah. channel and adventures, they've never sailed before, we're trying to get them on the show. Young couple, right? Mm-hmm. And, and they gave up everything, they said, let's get a boat and go sailing around the world. Money? Well, I don't know. But they, wow. they shared something so deep. In terms of the commitment, and, and the YouTube, by the way, I forget the name. We should probably put it up on a website or talk about these. There's a lot of people who do that on YouTube. You go to sailing adventures, and a lot of people are, are chronologically in their, their sailing adventures around the world. But anyway, just as an illustration, that's all. One of many, I'm sure. Um, you know, I can look at them and say, what, what are they committed to? They had a great job, great income, a house, the whole nine yards. They bought a 46-foot Beneteau sailboat, and off they went. I'd hope to get them on the show soon. Um, yeah, it'd be good. I'm, I'm waiting to hear back from them, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so again, the underlying commitment as to what they're committed to is so strong that the only, the only thing you do during the day is occupy time on the clock. You can't stop that. Anything you do is around the sun at 65,000 miles an hour. What am I saying? world spins at 65,000 miles an hour. We're, we're going around the sun thousand miles an hour. The sun's yeah. moving through this galaxy at that, that speed. We'll never be able to stop that. And all we can do, the sun goes up and the sun goes down. The sun goes up and the sun goes down. And you have to decide what you're going to do to spend the time while that happens because eventually it's not going to happen for anybody, for any living thing. Yeah. What are we going to yeah. do? BTR is not providing you with a good technical um, advancements today. So um, both of you have yeah. been cutting out. It happens right, okay. on um, a lot on Black Talk, um, Black Talk Radio. Okay, so thanks for that, Joe. It's not just my phone. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, I think it's Black Talk. You know, okay. uh, Joe, I had a, uh, I'm a guest on the show, too. This is Amanda's show. Call in, too, because <laughs> I, they lost my... <laughs> so, <laughs> just, Joe, you and I are both callers today. <laughs> yeah. See, and um, and Black, Talk, uh, Black Talk is committed to messing things up. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, what's the topic uh, proposed to be on Friday? Well, we got we've also got a special guest coming on. Um, Shoot, God darn it! I was hoping I was hoping sex and intimacy. All right, Friday we have a special <laughs> guest coming on. Um, we're talking about uh, what is it, music production. Actually, uh, yeah, he's a, we'll have singer songwriter. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, so we'll have uh, our special guest on Friday. We're going to be talking about music and production and, and uh, uh, some, some okay. really terrific things in the entertainment industry. Well, in any case, uh, guys, I'm going to hang up now, all right? Because yeah, all right. breaking up is, um, okay? So, yeah, I know. Yeah. We're, we're, no we're doing it. Right? Joe, thanks so Bye-bye. much for joining us. Bye-bye now. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Thank Bye. You. Right. Yeah, so Amanda, we'll, uh, we'll pick it up on Friday. Thanks for reminding me about our guest on Friday. Uh, And folks, as I said, we've had some technical issues in this show, so um, I'm going to cut in here now, and uh, the show did come to a conclusion. Finally, we did get out of the show, and hope you had a good time listening to it. We had a good time doing it, even though we did have some issues along the way. We'll be back again on Friday, and the Friday show is at noontime Pacific time zone, and that's at 3 p.m. on the East Coast and 8 p.m. in the U.K., and whatever time it might be, again, on your end of the world, wherever you might live. We hope you do join us then. It's the Andy and Amanda Show. Our number to call in live in the United States and Canada is 515-605-9888. If you'd like to join the show from around the world, you could do so by getting online, emailing us at andyandamandashow at gmail.com. We will send you an invite over the internet. Make sure you have a headset and a way to communicate with us on the show that way. And we'd love to have you on as well to share your uh, viewpoints and opinions and thoughts and ideas and uh, join our conversation here on the Andy and Amanda Show. Thanks very much for listening, folks. Again, apologies for the technical issues we've had during the show and uh, somehow we managed to pull it off anyway. Take care. All the very best. We'll see you on Friday.